for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Here is your host, Rob Carson, Cuba Libre. Free Cuba, baby, free Cuba. Right now we stand on the precipice of history once again. And we have a president who kind of might uh, might sound a little interested in it, but uh, the Democrat Party has nothing to do with the freedom of the Cuban people. They don't care about it. They want to bring Cuba here. Yes, see, they want to bring Cuba here. That's why they've been silent, and Republicans have not been silent because we have seen this happen before. We saw the Green Revolution in Iran, and the president at the time, Barack Obama, did nothing. And the revolution went away. So I hope and pray for the sake of the people of Cuba that the Castro brothers regime ends, even though they are no longer around. But their legacy lives on in communism. Communism is evil. Socialism never works. It left a pile of bodies. It left 100 million dead last century. It's been tried. Don't accept the excuse that it well, hasn't been done right. Because uh, we have at least 100 years experience at it, and it never works. It never works. We're going to get into this here very shortly. A lot of great stuff. Um, Rob Schmidt actually went to Cuba in 2019 for New Year's. He has some unbelievable insights into that. When you hear his story about what the Cuban people have to go through, you will want to help the Cuban people. And if you don't want to help the Cuban people be free, then honestly, uh, you don't love freedom. Because they need to be free. They wave the American flag as a sign of the freedom they want. Here we have people who, who stand with the national anthem and act disinterested and put a shirt on their head or kneel during it. So we'll get into that. Also, Sean Farish, who is a brilliant, brilliant Trump impersonator, going to be joining me very shortly on the show. Among other things, gas prices hit a record high, $3.14 a gallon as demand continues to soar, even as oil prices stagnate. Yeah. The average price in California, $4.31 a gallon. The lowest price in Mississippi, $2.77. In addition to higher demand, pump prices have also spiked because of a 6.1 million barrel decline in total gas stocks last week. You see, with Donald Trump as the president, we became energy independent. We were actually a net exporter of fossil fuels. Uh, there are no airplanes that run on solar power. There are no semis that run on wind power. This is what we have. This is what we have. I have no problem with a, high, high, uh, with, a, with a hybrid vehicle. I think that's great. If you can do a hybrid vehicle, that's fantastic. But as far as the U.S. government replacing all of its vehicles with electric vehicles, it is a pipe dream. It is not realistic. Not realistic at all. And with Donald Trump as the president, gas was cheap. Groceries were cheaper. Here is the protest sound coming out of Havana. freedom they're waving the american flag and the new york times listen to this described chance of freedom at the thousand strong protests in cuba on sunday as one of several anti-government slogans popular among the congregated the times also erroneously reported the protests were about food and medicine shortages unbelievable Wow. The Times coverage in, also included weaponizing Cuban disinformation by suggesting communist Cuba's longstanding economic problems stem from the American trade embargo, which cuts off its access to financing and imports. No, it doesn't. Every other country in the world can trade with them. 
Now listen to this. Upon Castro's success of establishing a revolutionary socialist state in 1959, Castro claimed that the in the in the New York City his greatest ploy was fooling a writer for the New York Times. Yeah. The Times has been historically sympathetic to the Castro regimes in the 1950s, while most Cubans supported efforts against then-President Batista. Organized by more popular leaders, New York Times reporter Herbert Matthews published flattering and false reports praising Fidel Castro and his band of Marxists. He said that uh, Castro was a freedom fighter seeking to restore democracy to the island nation, made him appear far more popular than he was on the island. And again, Castro said one of his biggest successes was fooling that man. Castro admitted he only had 20 men at the time of Matthews' publications, but convinced Matthews he had control of a huge army. Matthews' observations backed this as he wrote, From the look of things, General Batista cannot possibly hope to suppress the Castro revolt. In 2017, the New York Times published a series of articles praising the legacy of communism, which has killed 100 million people. So we know, (laughs) we know how the left feels about the Castro brothers. Thousands of uh, Cubans, Cubans, not coupons, (laughs) Cubans in at least 16 cities took to the streets Sunday. There was a uh, internet blackout last night. Who knows what the authorities did to the people who dared to protest? The American flag, popularized as a protest symbol in Cuba by dissident Daniel Lorente, made multiple appearances among Cubans on Sunday. Video authenticated by the Miami broadcasters America Teve showed a group of Cubans carrying an American flag through the streets of Havana while chanting freedom. Now, for those of you who don't know what Fidel Castro did, pre-Castro Cuba was a largely Catholic nation under communism. The regime has outlawed most religious practices. It cannot control and regularly persecutes Christians who defy its authority. Fidel Castro sent non-Catholic Christians, primarily Jehovah's Witnesses and Seventh-day Adventists to labor camps alongside suspected LGBT people, writers and critics, and other undesirables in the 1960s. So you uh, LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ supporters, Che Guevara was a radical anti-gay, anti-LGB fanatic. Reports have shown that heavy gunfire from police and peaceful protesters in Havana, they're shooting at them. Opening fire on a tightly packed crowd would likely result in significant injuries, but Cuban authorities have not issued any reports of the damage police caused at press time. The president of the country issued a call to all communists to violently attack any protesters effectively urging civil war. We are willing to give our lives. They will have to pass over our corpses if they want to confront the revolution. We are willing to do anything. Here's uh, Jen Psaki. And there was a State Department official who, uh, who said that she thought it was about the vaccine. Julie Chang, or Chung, I should say. The acting uh, assistant secretary of the department's Bureau of Western Hemisphere Affairs tweeted, peaceful protests are growing in Cuba as the Cuban people exercise their right to peaceful, peaceful assembly to express concern about rising COVID cases, deaths, and medicine shortage. And she was shredded on social media by people like Marco Rubio, who said, this is a ridiculous tweet. People in Cuba are protesting 60 years of socialism, lies, tyranny, and misery, not expressing concern about rising COVID death cases. You don't worry about COVID when you're starving to death or you live in a slum without running water. Representative Dan Crenshaw, no, they're chanting Libertad. Stop playing cover for communists and support the Cuban people. My God, why is it so hard for you? Here's Jen Saki. Is it too early for some hot Saki? Here she is. Where do you see it going uh, from here? Well, 
I will say first, uh, and I meant to say this in response to Jonathan, but uh, there's every indication that yesterday's protests were uh, spontaneous expressions of people who are exhausted with the Cuban government's economic mismanagement and repression. And those. Yeah, there's all those uh, political prisons all over the island and all of the people that have been in there and have been executed, too. These are protests inspired by the harsh reality of everyday life in Cuba, not people uh, in another country. I'm saying that because I think there have been a range of accusations out there, as you well know. Okay, here uh, she is being confronted about the protest and uh, about this uh, Julie Chung. And then on Cuba, you're talking today about how some of these protests are inspired by people exhausted with the government. Why is it that yesterday the State Department was saying that this was all happening uh, out of concern about rising COVID cases? Well, I would say first that the protests were just happening yesterday. We're still assessing uh, what is motivating. And of Watch course, the videotape. It says freedom. They want freedom, you see. Horse and driving. They're carrying American flags. All of the individuals who came to the streets. But we know that when I, we say exhaustion, the, uh, the, um, the, uh, the manner by which the people of Cuba are governed. Why don't you go there, Sunshine? Why don't you go there and live a little while? That can cover a range of issues, whether it's uh, economic suppression, media suppression, lack of uh, access to health and medical supplies, including... Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. Michael Moore says they have the greatest health system in the world. Vaccines. There are a range of reasons and, and voices we're hearing from people on the ground who are protesting. So when these protesters are yelling freedom and enough, there are people within the administration who think they are saying freedom from rising COVID cases. <laughs> That's fantastic. Again, I would say that oh. when people are out there in the streets protesting El Stupido. and complaining about the lack of access to uh, economic uh, prosperity, to the medical supplies they need, to a life they deserve to live. Uh, that can take on a range of meetings. There's a global pandemic right now. Most people in that country don't have access to vaccines. That certainly is something we'd love to help with. Wow. Now, here's what Donald Trump said. He said, I stand with the Cuban people 100% in their fight for freedom. He wrote it to a statement to Save America PAC on a Monday. The government must let them speak and be free. Joe Biden must stand up to the communist regime or history will remember the Cuban people deserve freedom and human rights. They are not afraid. Don't forget that Biden and Democrats campaign on reversing my very tough stance on Cuba. Remember when Obama attended baseball games with the Castros while they imprisoned and killed the Cuban people? Yeah, they did. Obama sat right next to Raul Castro. Unbelievable. President Miguel Diaz-Canel denounced the economic asphyxiation causing the discontent over energy shortages, forced the government to slow economic output and caused blackouts on the island. So it's the United States fault. He also railed against Miami's conservative Cuban American mafia for fueling the unrest as Cubans were already exhausted and living uneasy with surging COVID-19 infections on the island, according to the Associated Press. Then Jen Psaki moved on to uh, the, the cutesy Jen Psaki, where she talked about the the, uh, the efforts the Biden administration is making with regard to the vaccine. And now they're not only knocking on house doors, they're knocking on truckers' doors. To our friends and family, companies, media, and individuals all can play a special role as trusted messengers to an, an unvaccinated person by sharing the facts that the vaccines are safe, effective, accessible, and free. Across the country, we're seeing Americans step up. So I want to create uh, some updates. I'll give you some updates and lift oh, up some of the 
innovative ways we are working. Oh, nifty. Let's let's have an update, everybody. To reach Americans. Did you bring some cookies for everybody? With the shot. So today I'm starting with the first example, truck stops. In the last few months, North Dakota, South Carolina, and Iowa all set up vaccine sites for truckers with the goal of literally... This while the people of Cuba fight for their freedom. Really meeting these Americans where they are at in their trucks or out of their trucks. Uh, since then, more than 9,000 truckers have received a vaccine. Oh, yeah, I'm done. Quite, quite finished. Quite finished, actually. Texas Democrats fled their state on private jets in order to prevent a series of new restrictive voting laws from becoming law. Voting bills. At least 58 Democrat members of the state House of Representatives left Austin to fly to Washington, D.C. on two private jets that cost $100,000 to charter. None of them wore masks, and they brought a case of uh, Miller Lite. I mean, nothing against Miller Lite, but yeah, really? Texas Governor Greg Abbott says it's un-Texan, accusing them of running from a fight and describing them as quitters. Uh, This is all about preserving election integrity. One person, one vote. Don't believe the nonsense. Here is Jen Psaki saying that uh, the the voter rights, the the voting bills being passed in states like Texas uh, are worse than the Civil War. Okay, just let that sink in as you listen to Jen Psaki. Is strategy to tackle this issue beyond the speech tomorrow? Sure. Well, first, um, well, thank you for the question, uh, because he's very focused on this speech tomorrow, one that he himself wanted to deliver. Um, he'll lay out the moral case for why denying the right to vote is a form of suppression. And it's not denying the right to vote. That's a lie. A form of silencing. And how he will use, he will redouble his commitment to using every tool at his disposal to continue to fight to protect the fundamental right of Americans. Democrats use the COVID uh, excuse to uh, redouble efforts for uh, remote voting, uh, for drop-off boxes, all of which were used uh, with a good deal of chicanery in battleground states and others. To vote against the onslaught of voter suppression laws based on a dangerous and discredited conspiracy theory that culminated in assault on our capital. He'll call out... Wow, 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 wow. Out the greatest irony <laughs> of the big lie is that no election in our history has met such a high standard. You are absolutely high. I mean, is, is bot legal in D.C.? With over 80 judges, including those appointed by his predecessor, throwing out all challenges. He'll also decry efforts to the right to vote as authority. Let's see here. We've got uh, bills would mean voters would have to provide their driver's license or last four digits of their social security number to cast a ballot, which I believe is the same thing that was required of the Democrats leaving the state as they got onto their private jet. Thought you should know that. ...and anti-American uh, as a, uh, and stand up against the notion that politicians should be allowed to choose their voters or to subvert our system by replacing independent election authorities with partisan ones. Okay, new rules would stop election officials from sending out mail-in ballots to those who haven't requested them like they did in Georgia, not only for the presidential election, but also for the special Senate election. Three million ballots sent out by Stacey Abrams and her minions. And he will highlight the work of the administration against this, the necessity of passing the For the People Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. Oh, is that and what they how changed we need to work to? together with civil rights organizations. That's what they're calling it now instead of HR1. To build as broad a turnout and voter education system to overcome the worst challenge to our democracy. Oh, my God, I get a headache listening to her. Here is Texas Governor Greg Abbott. The Texas Democrats' decision to break a quorum of the Texas legislature and to abandon the Texas state capitol that inflicts harm on the very Texans who elected them to serve. As it's an abandonment of their duties. They fly across the country on cushy private planes. 
they leave undone with a case of Miller Lite for crying out loud issues that can help their districts as well as help the entire state. Issues like property tax relief, funding to support sheriffs and law enforcement in high crime areas, funding for children in our foster care system, and funding for retired teachers. The Democrats must put aside partisan political gains. They won't. And get back to the job they were elected to do. Their constituents must not be denied these important resources simply because their elected representatives refuse to show up to work. Yeah, it's uh, called uh, throwing a temper tantrum. Here is Ted Cruz talking about well, it. Well, I think it's going to end with the Texas legislature taking up and passing election integrity legislation. What you're seeing the Democrats do here is a political stunt. And, you know, I will say it's ironic. As they were getting on their private jet to fly to Washington, D.C., they almost surely had to show identification to get on that jet. And, and yet they're doing this in a fit because they don't want mail-in ballots to be verified. They don't want the signatures to be verified. They don't want basic integrity steps to be strengthened in the state of Texas. This is, at the end of the day, politics, and, and they need to get back to doing their jobs. And one way or the other, they will. Uh, one of the things, you know, you know, it's interesting, Bill, one of the very first assignments I ever had back 17 years ago, when I was newly appointed as the Solicitor General of Texas, one of the first questions I ever got is the Speaker of the House of the Legislature. The Legislature was redistricting then, and the Democrats did the same thing. They fled. That time they fled for Ardmore, Oklahoma, the House members, and then shortly thereafter for Albuquerque, New Mexico. And the Speaker of the House asked the Attorney General, who was then Greg Abbott, my boss, he said, hey, do I have the authority to arrest fleeing legislatures, these Democrats that have left to break a quorum? And Abbott, in turn, asked me. I did the research, and it turns out the answer is yes. Uh, under the Texas Constitution, there's a provision that explicitly gives the Speaker the authority to arrest fleeing House members. That provision is copied word for word from the U.S. Constitution. And so this stunt is going to fail. They're going to come back. There's going to be a quorum. And I believe the legislature is going to do its job and protect the integrity of elections. Ensure people can vote, but also ensure that we don't have fraud. We don't have people casting illegal votes. Now, just uh, before we go to our special guest here in a moment this is fact in the state of michigan they stopped counting the votes at around midnight with several other battleground states in georgia they said it was a water main break that caused it they sent everybody home and they brought out cases of ballots from under a, a table and ran them through the counter several times it was caught on tape by the way but in michigan they stopped counting the ballots. And then at 6.31 the next morning, November the 4th, when I, was, when I had my Facebook page removed with no excuse, just the fact that it was the day after the election, 149,772 votes came in. 96% of them were for Joe Biden. Joe Biden got 134,886 votes November the 4th at 6.31 a.m. Yeah, there's no voter fraud. Wake up. Hey, let's call the president. Donald J. Trump, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Good morning, Mr. President. Rob Carson calling from Newsmax. How are you? Uh, good morning, Mr. Carson. I'm having a fantastic morning. <laughs> well, you had a, a terrific convention in Dallas. I know you did an appearance at the CPAC down there. That was uh, very well received, an hour and a half long speech. How, how was it? Well, we had a terrific uh, convention down in Dallas, the great state of Texas, where they do a lot of things well. 
Uh, a lot of people were confused about CPAC. They said, what is CPAC? Okay. And Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe, thought it was a device. He thought it was that device you wear when you can't sleep, when you're sleeping, okay? When you can't sleep. That's a big deal. Yeah. Because to Joe, you know, he goes to bed around 5 o'clock p.m., okay? That's why they call a lid. They call it calling a lid. He said he doesn't mind wearing a mask for COVID, Okay, but he doesn't want to wear one when he sleeps, such as that, okay? He wants to sleep, but he doesn't want to wear the mask. It's actually about conservatives getting together. They come together. You know, Democrat policies, too, they make it hard to breathe. If you're a business owner, okay, uh, taxes and regulation, they suffocate you. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually your business dies. It's kind of like COVID. It's like the China virus, but it's more or less domestic here. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, obviously, there's some big things happening in Cuba. There's uh, uh, The people are revolting. Uh, you know, the, the Biden administration says it's about not being able to get the vaccine, but uh, we all know it's really, it's about freedom. Right, and what do you think about it? Communism, okay, socialism, they don't work. And you can see that in the United States when you look at the Democrat states, the blue states. But you remember Barack Obama, he watched a baseball game in Cuba with Raul Castro back in 2016, Raul. Yeah. Yeah. The difference between a Cuban baseball game and an American baseball game is when you order a hot dog in Cuba, it's actually a dog, okay? It's actually a dog. <laughs> Literally, a wiener dog is actually a wiener made with a dog, like a dachshund we're talking about. Yeah. It's like China. There's places in China where they have dog pounds, which a lot of people think that's where they keep the dogs. That's where they sell the dogs by the pound oh, in I China. <laughs> so over here, we rescue dogs from the pound in China. You walk in and say, this is in China, you walk in and say, hey, I'll have two pounds of dog, okay? <laughs> two pounds of husky or Doberman. It's like a dog deli. Yeah. It's a terrible thing. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Venezuela, I guess. Yes, and like in Venezuela, you know, the most popular restaurant in Venezuela is the National Zoo, okay? Oh. It's like all those restaurants where you pick your lobster. Yeah, yeah. You're actually choosing the animal that you're going to eat. Okay. And then you go get it. <laughs> well, I hear also, I hear the ostrich. You hear about ostrich, these big, beautiful animals, big, beautiful legs. They have, they lay the biggest eggs the world has ever seen. Oh, they yeah. have the best, the best eggs, and they actually taste very good, believe me. Uh -huh. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, what do you think about the possibility of government officials doing door-to-door -door vaccine messaging, sir? Well, I have to say, I think it's a major mistake, a total disaster. I don't want people to come to my house. They show up to Mar-a-Lago asking if I got the vaccine. It's going to be a problem. This may be the only jobs program the Biden administration has suggested that actually might work. Really? For instance, door-to-door -door vacuum cleaners and encyclopedia salespeople who haven't worked for decades, we're talking about a long time, finally have something to do. They finally have something to do. They don't need to sell a single thing, but they get paid. It's like the extended unemployment benefits. Yeah. But instead of sitting at home on their butts, okay, they're out selling something a lot of Americans really don't want. They call them the Jacobin witnesses, okay? Yeah, yeah. Does anyone want encyclopedias? <laughs> Of course not. Nobody no. wants encyclopedias. I got you. Very good. Hey, uh, Mr. President, I understand uh, uh, Sean Farish is there. Could you pass the phone to him real quick? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Rob. I'll pass it over. All right. Thank you, buddy. Sean, how you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs>
I'm doing pretty good, Rob. How are you? I'll tell you what, buddy. When I the first time I saw you, I think it was on Greg Kelly's show doing your Trump impersonation. Holy crud. When did it come to you? How did you figure this out, man? When did you when did it hit you really sound like Donald Trump? I was uh I was at a work function um back in twenty fifteen and we were bowling and someone threw a strike and I, I, I turned to him and I went, You know, that was the greatest strike the world has ever seen. You knocked all the pins, they were everywhere, they went all over the place. And the guy goes yeah, he sounded like Trump. And so, like, I just kept doing it the rest of the night, and it Whoa. was really annoying. But, uh, like, <laughs> I was doing it the rest of the night, and uh, then it morphed into Trump the weatherman, oh. which became, you know, we're going to get several feet of snow. We're getting the biggest blizzard the world has ever seen. And it just continued to morph into what we have today. Now you, and now here we are. You actually were at the uh, the CPAC convention in Texas. Tell us about uh, what you thought of it. Is this the first one you went to? Uh, this is my second one. I was at the CPAC in Orlando back in nice. uh, February. Nice, but uh, this was this was great. It was it was really big. Um, there were a lot. There was a lot going on. But I was lucky enough to spend some time with the guys at Project Veritas. Nice. Um, I was lucky enough to spend some time with with some really awesome people. I, I met the congresswoman from New York here, Claudia Tenney, uh, oh. uh, Trump's former doctor, Congresswoman uh, Ronnie Jackson. Oh yeah. Uh, the future governor, hopefully, of Georgia, Vernon Jones. We were hanging with him. It nice. was a really great time. It was more of a casual environment. You know, you're just sitting down, you're talking, you're, you're strategizing, you're getting ready for what we've got to do leading up into the midterms and what we've got to do leading up into 24. A really energizing, fun conference uh, like it was in Orlando. Uh, and Texas did a great job. Everything's bigger in Texas. This was great. Can't wait for the next one. Yeah, it sounds like it's optimistic and it's patriotic, unlike the dour, dismal, negative Democrat conventions. That's right. It's it's patriotic. It's motivating. You know, I was down there with my team from Loud Majority. We were down there, you know, and they were blown away by what we were able to do just here in, in a blue state in New York and, and the plans that we have and, and what we've got coming up and the people I've talked to that want to come over to Long Island now, over to New York now, and strategize and come here and collaborate with us because if we could flip New York, you know, that has wow. huge implications in the future. And, you know, there are people who now believe in what can happen, and it's 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 awesome to see that because, you know, let's face it, the 2020 election was devastating. However you may feel about it, the end result is devastating. Yeah. And a lot of people would have gotten knocked down and not gotten back up. But we are, America will always get back up, and America's getting back up now at these events like CPAC. And we cannot wait to get back in the ring and, and politically fight it out again. Tell me about the group you're organized with uh, on Long Island. So we are the loud majority. It's a play on the silent majority. We believe that if we're truly in the majority, then we don't need to be silent anymore. Love if it. they call you a bigot, they call you a racist, they call you all these different, these, these disgusting names, it's not true. You're a patriot and you should be proud about it. And it's okay to display that pride. So we say no more silent majority. It's time to be the loud majority. We've got a lot of little local wins that we've had here in Long Island, and we're building momentum for the governor's race in 22. We're building momentum for the presidential race in 24. Uh, and we've got a lot going on with New York City politics right now that happens in November of 21. So a yeah. lot is coming on. Yeah. Keep your eyes on New York. Yeah, you bet. Go Curtis Lewa. Thanks for joining me today. Where can people find you or your, or your organization on the web? Thank you. I can be found on Twitter at Sean, S-H-A-W-N underscore Farris. But please do me a favor. Go to officialloudmajority.com. Scroll to the bottom of the website, okay, and put your name in the newsletter. It doesn't matter if you're from New York or not. Anywhere you are, we want to go national, coast to coast. So go to officialloudmajority.com. Scroll to the bottom of the website. 
uh, and sign up for our newsletter so you'll never miss a thing. Thank All you right. so much. Sean, great for having you on. We'll have you on again real soon, okay, buddy? Thanks. Looking forward to it. All right. Bye, Mr. President. Dude, have a great day. All right. See ya. <laughs> Sean Varish, guys, the way the last name is F A R A S H. He is brilliant as Donald Trump, and uh, so glad to have him as part of the show. Now, listen, about, about five, six months ago, I started this podcast. And I started working at home full time, which is a gift from God. But occasionally, on the list of things that I have to do, it says go to the post office. And that is a giant goose egg in the middle of my day. Because I spend a lot of time preparing for this. I spend a lot of time preparing for my Newsmax show. And I do a lot of time preparing for interviews on radio stations and on other Newsmax programs. So going to the post office and standing in line, ain't got no time for that. So I went to stamps.com. I got a digital scale. I can print off my own postage at home without a computer, a different, you know, crazy expensive printer or anything special. Just your regular printer, it works amazingly. You can send letters and packages, pay less, a lot less discounted rates from USPS and UPS. Stamps.com saves businesses thousands of hours and tons of money every year. They make it easy for small businesses to ship and mail without needing to take a trip to the post office, print official U.S. postage and shipping labels 24-7 without having to leave your desk or buy any fancy equipment. You don't even need to take off your sweatpants. <laughs> Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. And with their switch and save feature, you can quickly compare carriers to find the best rates every single time. And you can also save up to 40% off USPS postage and up to 66% off UPS. Unbelievable. Here's my promo code to do this, okay? It's Newsmax. You get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Stamps.com, there's a little uh, microphone at the top of the home page. Type in the word Newsmax, okay? Type in the word Newsmax. You got that four-week trial, and you're going to start saving money, and you're going to start saving time. This is a product I swear by, and I love it. Again, Stamps.com, enter promo code Newsmax. Stamps.com, you'll never have to go to the post office again. Oh, by the way, yeah, Eric Adams, the Democrat New York City mayoral candidate, uh, once more dyslexia screening to combat the city's soaring gun crime. Self-styled Biden of Brooklyn. He's calling himself the Biden of Brooklyn. <laughs> Sounds as confused as his hero with this bizarre comment after the White House meeting yesterday where Joe Biden, he said he has a, uh, a five-point plan to, uh, to stop crime. Um, and I think, uh, I think this is actually it right here. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Dodge, duck, dip, dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. No, I think that's actually what they're planning on in uh, New York. If you're in New York and you're on Times Square, you should dodge, dip, duck, you know, behind cars, stuff like that. It works well for you. <laughs> that from the movie Dodgeball. Oh, so this is gigantic. Jenna Ellis has left the Republican Party. Uh, Ronna McDaniel is the uh, GOP chair, and she is against relitigating the results of the 2020 election. On Sunday, news broke that the RNC chief counsel, Justin Reamer, and the RNC abandoned Trump way back in November following the alleged stolen election. They gave up. They threw their hands up. But they continued to fundraise off of it. The GOP folded on Trump within days of the election and abandoned him completely. Then they raised over $220 million to help the fight for election integrity to this day, top Trump officials have no idea where the money went. 
The RNC is rotten to the core. It's RTC would be that. Rotten to the core, RNC. Unbelievable. Jenna Ellis was on Greg Kelly's show yesterday. Here is some of that interview. President Trump, when he was fighting that fight after the election before inauguration about fairness, he was done in as much by Republicans, key Republicans. By the way, Ronna McDaniel, her middle name or her first name is Romney. Yeah, she's related. As by Democrats, that there were certain Republicans who should have been fighting for him, but were so eager to throw in the towel. Wait till you hear why they were willing to throw in the towel and accept Joe Biden as the president almost immediately. This will make your head explode. And uh, they undermined him. Do you buy that? Oh, absolutely. And I just had Bernie Carrick on my show earlier as well, and he was right there with the legal team with myself and Rudy Giuliani, and he affirmed that as well. We saw that uh, from the depths of the inside, that the RNC was not supportive of President Trump, and the sinister nature of this, Greg, is not... They stabbed you in the back too, by the way. Just that the party that supposedly supported President Trump was not with him in the aftermath of the election. They were telling the American people that they were, and they were fundraising off of it. Unreal. But the lawyers, particularly the RNC chief counsel, Justin Reimer, was specifically saying that what Rudy and Jenna are doing is a joke. He was saying that uh, the, the that the RNC fundraises more when uh, a Democrat is in office, in the office of, of the presidency. I mean, these kinds of... Did you hear what she just said? Listen to that. ...are doing is a joke. He was saying that, uh, the, the, that the RNC fundraises more when uh, a Democrat is in office, oh. in the office of, of the presidency. I mean, these kinds of things that were so malicious and outright uh, lying to the American people from what they were projecting of support of President Trump versus what they were actually thinking and doing on the inside. So it's absolutely true. So the RNC was willing to look at you and me who immediately saw there was election fraud. It was headed for a landslide victory for Donald Trump. Again, battleground states completely shut down vote counting and then opened up the next morning with massive influxes of votes, mostly for Joe Biden, and the RNC threw in the towel. And the reason being is they would rather have Joe Biden as the president because they can raise more money from Republicans in panic. So if you and I have uh, are, are worried about where the country is going, and we all should be right now, the RNC loves that because it means more money for their coffers. Unbelievable. Well, she has an allegiance to money, and she has an allegiance to having the RNC continue, regardless of whether that is pro-Trump or anti-Trump or where, um, which wind, you know, way the wind blows. And that is so establishment corrupt; it's disgusting. Because uh, the Republican Party should be principled and should move forward the America First agenda because that is the principles of liberty and freedom. They're not going to get a dime from me until they turn this around. And that's why Americans love President Trump. But for Ronna McDaniel, it's all about the money. It's all about fundraising. And that's what the RNC is all about. And so they, sure, they supported President Trump, but did they really? Establishment Republicans, even like Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy, they will turn their back on President Trump and you and me, the voters, as wow. soon 
soon as they get the opportunity wow. because it's all about power to them. It's all about the money to them. And because money means that they get to stay in power. They don't care about you and me and the voters or advancing any sort of agenda. All they care about is the self-interested nature of the swamp's corruption. And that's what's so disgusting about this story. And it's true. And for Rana to allow her RNC spokesperson to lie about this story when she right. had the emails from Justin Reimer, that is absolutely corrupt. She needs to resign. And she is leaving the Republican Party. Doesn't mean she's becoming Democrat. She would never do that. But here she is. She's saying she's out. Why would you want to stay in the Republican Party? You uh, doesn't sound like you uh, have a home there. And I heard I was just passed a note that you might have an announcement uh, to make regarding your affiliation as a Republican. Yes. Well, I also announced today that I am leaving the Republican Party until the Republican Party comes back home to conservatives. I will stand up and champion truth, conservative principles, our Declaration of Independence as America's charter and the U.S. Constitution. But I will not stand and abide by a party that says that we have to support everything that comes under the banner of our, even though it's not conservative. For Rana, for example, to tweet um, in affirmation of Pride Month for this whole infrastructure bill, for what Mitch McConnell said about President Trump in the aftermath of the second impeachment hoax. All of these things are not conserving our principles of liberty and justice for all. They're not conserving our Constitution. So I'm not going to stand by and support a party that doesn't support my values. And if every single registered Republican who's a true conservative demands of the Republican Party, you actually have to be conservative. Otherwise, we're not giving to you. The RNC is money dependent. It's dependent on donors and fundraising. The only way that they are able to get away with these lies and not actually representing us in Washington is because the people haven't stood up and said enough is enough. I am. I'm saying enough is enough. I'm Unbelievable. Done. Unbelievable. The Republican Party, the Republican Party would rather have Joe Biden wrecking the country because they know that we as patriotic Americans who are concerned about the future of the country will send them money, hopefully with the hope that they will actually do the right thing. And it turns out they don't give a rat's behind about you. All they care about is the money and the power. The swamp has to be drained. Unreal. I support Cuba. I support the freedom of the Cuban people, not the Castro regime. And I hope it falls. I hope the regime falls and I hope freedom finally comes to the shore of Cuba. Rob Schmidt delivered a terrific monologue yesterday. He went to Cuba for New Year's in 2019 and he has some amazing observations. Here he is talking about Joe Biden's statement yesterday. The only Democrat essentially to denounce the violence against the pro-freedom protesters in Cuba going on now. But as it so often does, communism has failed the people of Cuba again. There are shortages of not just vaccines, but frankly, everything in this country. The Cuban people live in poverty. Most live on about $20 a month, less than a buck a day. Everyone is entitled to a pound of beans and five pounds of rice every week. Wow. They wait in those so-called bread lines that Bernie Sanders is so fond of. The far left is trying its best to isolate this story and these protests to just a simple issue of the vaccines, though. That's what they want you to think about here. It's all about COVID. Liberals, of course, are mortified by this story because it paints a clear picture of what happens when leftism takes hold. The incredible economic decline that comes with far left policies. And to his credit, President Biden did address this earlier today. Cuban people demanding their freedom from an authoritarian regime. And I don't think we've seen anything like this protest 
uh, in a long, long time, if, if quite frankly, ever. Um, the United States stands firmly with the people of Cuba as they assert their universal rights. We'll see if he does something about it. I'm not holding my breath, to be quite honest. Not holding my breath. Here's Rob Schmidt talking about And just think about this. This is what you get. You get five pounds of rice and a pound of beans every week. That's what you get. That's shades of the Soviet Union, kids. I went to Havana for New Year's 2019, took some pictures. It's an entire country living in poverty. I had no clue what I was getting into going on this trip. The poorest neighborhood in America is the standard of living in Cuba. It's the way everybody lives. A country that once thrived under capitalism, which was introduced after Cubans escaped Spanish imperialism back around 1900. All of it now in ruins. The grocery stores have almost no food. The grocery stores are some of the most depressing places you've ever been. People actually sell pigs. You see some pigs around. They're quite pricey, though. We'll show you another one here. It's uh, hanging up. It costs $80 for a pig that I saw. There it is right there, 80 bucks. That's four months' salary. That's a pricey pig. This was New Year's, so this is what they do on New Year's. It's a big part of the festival. Most people end up going here to get their free food from the government. This is where you go. Five pounds of rice, one pound of beans every week, every person. It's measured on a scale right here. Imagine that's your grocery store. That's your Whole Foods. Cubans sold their freedom for that. But to be fair, there is less inequality. Everybody is very poor together, so they don't have to get jealous of the rich people, except for obviously anybody connected to the government. They have all the money and they're doing just fine. Yes, they are. Here is Rob Schmidt talking about uh, Obama staffers tweeting yesterday. Ben Rhodes was an Obama staffer. He tweeted out, the Cuban people suffer doubly from a repressive government and a cruel U.S. embargo. They deserve policies that empower them and help them improve their lives. Now, Ben Rhodes and the Obama White House did tremendous work to benefit the communist Castro regime in Cuba. We all remember uh, Barack Obama going down there and watching the baseball game with the Castros. They opened up commerce. They opened up travel to Cuba. And, and all the, only thing, the only people who got rich were the Castros. All of that money, as expected, went straight to the government, of course. And some morsels went out to the people, and some people did a little better. But what it really did was reaffirm that these communists aren't going anywhere. The quality of life, I can tell you firsthand, has not improved since Obama. Hardly any at all. If at all. So we know how that went. But the government's doing a hell of a lot better, I can tell you that. Acting Assistant Secretary of the State Department Julie Chung tweeted this gem out. Peaceful (laughs) protests are growing in Cuba as the Cuban people exercise their right to peacefully assemble to express concern about rising COVID cases and deaths and medicine shortages. Yeah, that's what this is all about. We commend the numerous efforts of the Cuban people mobilizing donations to help neighbors in need. Yeah, Julie, it's just about the vaccines. You are clueless, my dear. Here's Rob Schmidt talking to uh, Morgan Ortegas, former State Department official in the Trump administration about the Cuban situation. Well, Rob, I thought your monologue was just fantastic and really detailing all of this out. This is nothing but the the Cuban communist regime that is responsible for the economic and physical calamity that the Cuban people are going through. Mm. They've been devastated by COVID-19 and it's really exposed. See, there's been this like broad narrative among the left that it's the socialist paradigm down in Cuba and that people have amazing health care. Well, COVID-19 just, you know, totally blew the lid off of that. Right. And you're seeing people in the streets, as you detailed, shouting libertad, shouting, shouting for freedom, shouting for democracy, carrying the American flag. 
So I would like to know, you know, for the left, for Ben Rhodes, for everyone who are tweeting and saying the most ridiculous things, mm. that somehow America is responsible uh, for what's happening to the devastation that's happening to the Cuban people today. I challenge them, go find a Cuban protester that's holding the American flag and ask that Cuban protester if it's the American government that's responsible or if it's this heinous communist regime that's responsible. I'll tell you what the Cuban people tell you, and it's not what Ben Rhodes tweeted today. Very good, very good. couple more stories before I say adieu. Gail King of CBS says that she is no longer going to allow people at her Thanksgiving family members unless they've been vaccinated. She had uh, Anthony Fauci on yesterday. Of course, he's only appearing on friendly media these days. But community people to go out there and try and convince people why it's so important for their own health, for that of their family, and for that of the community to go out and get vaccinated. We really need to get more people vaccinated because that's the solution. This virus will in fact be protected against by the vaccine. Dr. Fauci, I don't know how many more times you can say to people, listen, it will save your life. I have this problem with some members of my own family, which I'm now gonna ban for Thanksgiving vacation. That's how strongly I'm taking what you're saying. Now, this is the only time that I'd be actually for estrangement from my family is if one of my family members issued that edict about coming to their house for Thanksgiving. I'd say, okay, enjoy the turkey by yourself. Thank you very much. Finally, a maid is being praised as a hero. She alerted authorities to a massive weapons stash in a Denver hotel close to Coors Field. Yeah, she found uh, all sorts of uh, uh, 16 long guns, assault rifles, you call them assault, whatever, 1,000 rounds of ammo and body armor which were found in two rooms at the Maven Hotel. Four people have been arrested. One of the four, a recent divorcee, posted a cryptic Facebook message saying he would go out in a very big way. This housekeeper needs to be hailed as a hero. Here's the story from Denver. Observing and ready to respond. This is my second time in Denver and first time experiencing something like this. From outside on Wazi Street to inside the Maven Hotel, guest Drake Vole wasn't expecting to see a SWAT team where he's laying his head to rest. The hotel phone started ringing. I answered and they said for everyone to stay in their rooms because there was a situation. Police say this big presence at the hotel was for three men arrested on charges related to the illegal possession of firearms. My grandma was 401 and where the incident was was 403. So they like got the whole low down. Bull shared these pictures and video from his grandmother. They were going to do the same thing that the, I'm not going to say his name, that the shooter in Vegas did October 1st of 2017, killing 60 people. Vantage point. You can see money bagged up for evidence on the floor. He said his grandma asked what's going on. They heard that there, uh, a maid walked into the hotel room and she saw a bunch of guns laid out and then they found a white SUV down here on the road. It was a very suspicious vehicle. That incident was solid uh, managed by police because we're so ready for things like that. Loa Escalina is part of the Emergency Operations Center launched. Well, my point is that maid needs to be hailed as a hero because great death and destruction could have very easily come from that. You know, a lot of times I say our, our police are heroes, our military are heroes, and they are. But sometimes maids can be heroes. That's going to do it for the show today, guys. I greatly appreciate you joining me today. If you get the chance to go to stamps.com, click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, type in Newsmax to get a four-week trial, save some money on 
your postage and you don't have to go to the post office. Glad to have them as a first sponsor of this here broadcast. If you get a chance to do also, would you subscribe to the Newsmax Daily Podcast on Apple Podcasts? Would you do that today? And would you also kindly leave a five-star review? That would be absolutely wonderful. It is time for me to go. Have a glorious day. God bless our police. God bless our military. God bless you for listening. Remember Ashley Babbitt. And above all, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.